Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Shabar. This is going to be episode 15 of 2021, episode 15. So please subscribe and share to my podcast if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job. Let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us uh, from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Okay, folks. So um, I have here an article. Uh, it's actually on uh, from Church Militant and it's actually an article from The Stream that uh, got published on Church Militant, and it's called The Republic Has No Clothes, Some Lessons from Storming the Capitol. So uh, let's begin. It's by John Zemrick. It's uh, published January 8th, 2021. So let me read it to you. Okay. At the sight of tattoo horned men there was a guy if you saw the image a guy with a wearing a <laughs> i couldn't tell it was a a buffalo head or a tattoo uh buffalo head on his head and he was dressed like i don't know if he was dressed some kind of like a pagan symbol whatever it was so stupid all right at the sight of a tattoo horned man looping around the u.s capitol and some gesture squatting in speaker pelosi's chair it would take a man with a heart of stone to witness it all without laughing. To paraphrase Oscar Wilde. Wait, what did Zemrick just say? Doesn't he realize that a bunch of goons getting rowdy in people's in the people's own house is the worst thing ever to happen in America? That it, it discredits populism, Donald Trump, and the Christian credentials of every person who ever supported him that it proves that all the sh shrinking violet of the never trump sorority better dogma stigma were right to snap to to snap at everything trump did from beneath their pink ve uh, velvet fainting couch for for the past four years that in fact it's evidence of terrorism as joe biden just claimed Never mind all the shrieking and peering. There was there was real tragedy at our nation's capital, just as in ancient Greece, the comedies. Honoring the horned god Dionysus was flanked by tragic tales, dramas where the good, the great, and the great got destroyed. Uh, Ashley Babette, Rest in peace. I don't know what that means. We're going to find out. First and foremost, of course, was the needless death of, of USAF veteran Ashley Babette from the video uh, available and eyewitness testimony. She was an unarmed. Okay, I'm sorry. The young woman who died. I apologize. Unarmed and posed no threat to anyone. If she'd been a sexual assault suspect like Jacob Blake, who wielded a knife at a police her death might have caused the burning of cities. Democrat mayors would shrug at the violence and CNN describe it as mostly peaceful. 
Her parents might be lobbying even now to speak before Congress. As Blake's shameless clan is doing, they will likely get what they, what they demand. But Babbitt served her country instead of sexually violating someone and got carried away in protesting election fraud. So she's dead and it's all her fault except for the fault that can be smeared all over. Donald Trump, of course, and onto and onto you and me. If you people were more comp- complaint compliant, we wouldn't need to keep shooting you. Should replace um, in God we trust on American money. Maybe under the Bidenist occupational government, it will. That would at least have the merit of candor. Your ballot is now in Zimbabwean money. But there is a broader and deeper tragedy, too. Half a country has lost faith in its power to enact peaceful change or defend its rights under law. I was raised to see our ballots as somehow sacred, our share in the sovereignty which God grants the government. We are now learning to view them as Zimbabwean 20 billion notes, which may or may not buy a loaf of bread by the time you get to the bread line. Hundreds of thousands of citizens whose media, lie, whose media lie to them, who fear that their votes were thrown away or canceled out of, uh, by fake votes, whose own party has largely abandoned them, peacefully marched in Washington. What were they hoping would happen? Their faces were mostly bright and full of faith. Did they... Really think Mike Pence, who sold out religious liberty for for Christians in Indiana at first hint of LGB outrage, would do his constitutional duty? The thought makes me sad. God bless them. They believed America's press release. Our efforts to demand an honest election were torted at every turn. Like our like a hero in a um, in a Sapphos play, trying to dodge his own destruction, the deep state, like the fates, um, like the fates, slam the door and nails shut the window, then sit back and mock its victims as they scramble. But to use that poignant spectacle of Americans defending their votes should invoke both terror and p- and pity for our countrymen and our families. Pay no attention to the deep state behind the curtain. Back to the laughter, undeniable in the uh, hippocampus is the laughter. As famous uh, perjurer Kristen Blaisley Ford once squeaked in her fake baby voice, when I saw those goofballs, perhaps mixed with Antifa provocateurs, break into into the... um, capital, my first reaction was not hysterical outrage. I wasn't detached enough to think this is bad PR. David French will be kissing this video on his uh, iPhone right up through the last dying breath. I didn't foolishly think maybe we can stop the steal by force. A couple of dozen unarmed citizens taking selfies. No. I felt a certain anxiety and excitement as you do when a secret exposed. In this case, the secret was the Republican, ha- the Republic, our Republic, 
has no close. A government funded on free and fair votes of the people loses its legitimacy when the vote is profoundly corrupted, when its institutions collude to perpetuate the fraud. The capital loses its uh, sacred quality and becomes just a big pretentious building like the Caesar's Palace in Vegas. Seeing some fool clown around in a Pelosi chair was in, was in that sense the perfect symbol of the joke that democracy become under such conditions. Laugh them to scorn. Just so, the emperor and his courtiers in the fairy tale were outraged when someone freckless, when some freckless child announced he was naked. In the story, the people laughed the rulers and his flatterers to scorn. That's what we should do, too, and especially laugh at the conservatives who treat the assault on the capital as something like Kristallnacht. But then we must mourn the dead, Ashley Babette and her democracy, which she served in the uniform, where we at least know that Ashley will rise someday. Update since this article was published, news was emerged of the death of Capitol Police Officer Brian uh, uh, Sicknick after an altercation with protesters who turned violent. His death was tragic, and those who attacked, attacked him should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. John Zemrick is a senior editor at The Stream, author of and co-author of 10 books, including The Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration and The Politically Incorrect Guide to Catholicism. He is a co-author with Jason Jones of God, Guns, and the Government. Okay, so what are we to... Sorry that I didn't recognize Ashley Babette. I apologize. I hope I didn't insult anyone. It's just that there was so much news going on. Um, I never had a chance to look at the name of the uh, of the young woman who got shot. It's tragic, this whole thing. I mean, Pelosi wants to uh, impeach President Trump. They want they try to push President uh, Vice President Pence to enact the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Why did Pence do what he did? I don't know. Uh, I believe they got to him, but it's not good for him either because he disappointed and broke the hearts of millions and millions of voters. It seems they, um, you know, this and then uh, now that they got the House, they got the Senate. I don't know what to think was going to happen for the next two to four years. Two years probably mostly, most likely of Biden. He could be a year and a half. But the fact is for the next four years, it's going to be a roller coaster ride. Um, Pelosi actually in a video claimed that the people, the people who support Trump have chosen their whiteness over democracy. She's going to turn it to a race thing. Again, the same stupid playbook that these people use over and over again. They use race to create a reality that they shouldn't do. They're just going to cause more race riots, race. I mean, she's feeding, she's feeding those who are 
constantly living in the world where racism exists. And only that is going to cause a lot of these guys who are probably a bunch of rednecks, like the guy who sat on her chair. Uh, this guy is probably like someone you just don't want to be around. I mean, he's probably like, who knows? I mean, he's, it, it was so stupid. I mean, I felt bad for Trump because I know these guys didn't care about him. Those guys ran in with Confederate flags, American flags, and most of them are probably Antifa. They were probably hired and paid to do this. Who knows? But it's it's terrible. The fact is, this is going to be a horrible, horrible time. And we have to pray because God has his reasons why we reached it. I feel bad for Trump. I wish he could I wish somehow he could win tomorrow and everything will be all right but we're going to have to see where, which direction what direction God has 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 intent he's the one who's in control of the driver's seat he's the one in control of everything we're not in control all right so let's go to another article so now we have a let me put it this way we have Joe Biden, a bad Catholic, now who's president. Nancy Pelosi, who is in charge of the House. We got a um, a Judge Roberts, who's supposed to be a Catholic, but he's a uh, uh, cultural Catholic uh, because he's going to support abortion. Um, it's, I mean, it, it, you know, it's... Uh, Chuck Schumer is not Catholic. He's Jewish, but he's in charge of the Senate. And we have a Pope who, uh, in the Vatican who leans towards the, the globalist elite. So it doesn't look good, but it, it all the evils in the world is because of ga- bad Catholics, right? All right, so what are we going to do now that we have an, uh, a a republic in chaos. A republic. Uncle Sam doesn't realize he's naked. He's got, you know, he's the emperor with no clothes. What do we do? Well, we do what we always supposed to do in times like this. We pray, and we hope that things don't look bad for the next two to four years. All right. So now this article is by Church Militant. It's by David Newsman. Uh, January 11th, 2021. Uh, it's about Nancy Pelosi. Uh, pro-abortion Pelosi touts Catholic credentials. Isn't that nice? David Nussman, N- uh, uh Church Militant, January 11th, 2021. References Epiphany and St. Francis of Assisi. All right, let's continue here. Washington, a pro-abortion Democrat, is touting her alleged Catholic identity, as always. As Congress reconvened Wednesday night after being interrupted by the massive protests on Capitol Hill, California Democrat and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi invoked Catholicism in her speech. Ah, yes. Cultural Catholic, don't give up. All right. Um, The House Speaker noted that it was the Feast of the Epiphany. Ah, of course, she she would keep in track. And on this day of revelation, let us pray that this instigation to violence 
will provide an epiphany for our country to heal. Okay. She went on to reference St. Francis of Assisi and the song known as The Prayer of St. Francis. Okay, this is going to be great. In that spirit of healing, I invoke the song of St. Francis. I usually do. St. Francis is the patron saint of my city of San Francisco. Of course. And song of St. Francis is our anthem. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Where there is darkness, may you bring light. Where there is hatred, let us bring love. Where there is despair, let us bring hope. And I'm sure St. Francis of Assisi is probably pulling his beard right now. She won't give up. She'll keep up with it. She'll just keep up. All right. What Pelosi was referencing is a contemporary worship song called the prayer of St. Francis, which is often used, used during mass in Catholic churches. The text of the song, the prayer referenced in the song's title is dubiously and properly erroneously attributed to St. Francis. Some resources say the prayer is not found in any sources on the life of St. Francis and that it first appeared in French publication in 1912 with no author named. I've heard the same thing. It's sad. I like to think he said it, but who knows? The connection to St. Francis apparently developed in the decades that followed when the prayer became popular. Among Protestants in the English-speaking world, some attributed Protestant publications with calling it a prayer by St. Francis. Pelosi was re-elected Speaker of the House on Sunday, January 3rd. This is her first a fourth term as speaker. Oh boy. Pro-abortion activist speaker speak fondly of Pelosi. Speaker Pelosi is unwavering champion for women and families across the country and a steadfast fighter for reproductive freedom. Alicia Hugo in the N-A-R-A-L uh, uh, pro-choice American uh, president stated in February last, la last year, her leadership is critical to hold any choice publications, including Donald Trump, accountable for their insidious attack on our fundamental freedoms, including the ability to make personal decisions about pregnancy free from political reference, of course. In March this year, Pelosi maneuvered in her in uh, to insert se sections into the Wuhan virus relief package, a provision that oppon opponents say provided a slush fund for abortion. Her maneuvering ultimately failed, and the part of the bill did not make it to the law. At the same time, Senator uh, Ben Sass, um, Republican in Nebraska, told National Re National Review. We need to be ramping up our di uh, our diagnostic testing. We're not waging culture wars at the behest of Planned Parenthood. Good grief. Over the years, Pelosi has consistently voted against pro-life measures in the House. Pelosi and most of the House Democrats voted against various, um, what do you call it, attritions to the, uh, of the pain-capable unborn child protection. Act in 2013, 2015, and 2017, according to the voting record listed at, on votesmart.org. 
Any one of those bills would have banned late-term abortion, except in certain cases. Faithful Catholics have often criticized Pelosi for her failure to protect unborn children and her adoring praise for Planned Parenthood, as one writer put it. Hmm. Of course. So let me play this clip here. Let's see. Why don't you um, take your ideological questions? I, 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 don't, I don't have... Look, you know, no, listen, I want to say something to you. I don't know who you are, and you're welcome to be here in Freedom of This Press. I am a devout, practicing Catholic, a mother of five children... When my baby was born, my fifth child, my oldest child, was six years old. I think I know more about this subject than you, with all due respect. And I do not intend to respond to your questions, which have no basis in what public policy is that we do here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was... So she... <clears throat> She's had five children and she still supports abortion. I'm going to take a guess that her support for abortion is both for her political career and I'm going to take a guess it's racial because, because really you got to ask yourself, because remember Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg, she actually said herself that the reason for abortion was because of certain population of people that we don't want too many of. Racial. And yet this was this woman rose up to the highest one of the highest legal office in the in the land. And that goes to show you that her she admitted in some magazine, I don't know if it was Vogue or Vanity Fair. One of them, she held she held a very racist view, the same thing as Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger's reasons for abortion, and Margaret Sanger was a white woman, and she held the same thing. Amazing. Wow. Wow. I mean, she's not going to say it, but I'm going to say I'm going to hold on to it because there has to be a reason why. You can't, most people like this cannot. It, it, it's not, it's not for, wow, unbelievable. Okay, let me see this here. This is CNN. Nancy Pelosi re-elected to Speaker Sunday despite narrow majority. Speaker Nancy Pelosi won a fourth non-consecutive term to lead the House of Representatives, suffering a handful of defactions in a narrow vote after her party lost seats but kept control of the chamber. After serving for 17 years in charge of the House, Democrats, Pelosi ran unopposed in her election. She sits. She is the first woman to be Speaker, leading the House from 2006 to 2011. And since the Democrats took back the House in 2018, it gives me great pride to serve as Speaker of the, uh, of the most diverse House of Representatives in the history of our country, she uh, said Pelosi. Pelosi um, had a slim margin for errors facing the Democrats' smallest majority in decades and a pandemic that has hindered attendance. Uh, some in her 
caucus have agitated for a new leadership and Republicans were uh, were unified against her. She received 216 votes, which was enough to uh, considering a handful of members either voted present uh, or the seats were vacant. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy received 209. Wow. If Nancy could do anything, it is that she knows how to count, says <laughs> Carrie Conley, a Democrat from Virginia. She is very aware of the fact that with a slim majority, with some members who voted against her two years ago, there is going to have to be an effort to persuade them that what was then and this is uh, that that was then and this is now. We cannot afford to have uncertainty about the speakership. In order to win the speakership, Pelosi had to receive majority of votes in 2019. Uh, Fifteen Democrats defected from Pelosi, but she could only afford to lose a few. In 2021, after losing dozen seats in 2020, House Democrats are likely to control around 222 seats next term. If that is, if that happens, if that happens, but she's pushing for this uh, impeachment of President Trump, it doesn't look good. This article, uh, hold on, was written by Alex Roger and Lauren Fox. This is from... Um, January 3rd, 2021, um, CNN Politics. Okay. She is going to hold on. This woman loves her politics. She loves it, and she is not going to um, give up. I mean, this is it. She, she loves it. Wow, amazing. Amazing. Okay, so let's uh, go to another article. All right, so now we have an article here, and it's D.C. Cardinals' History with Dubious Democrats. And this is from January 8th, 2021, by William Mahoney, Church Militant. Washington, the head of the Washington Archdiocese, has a history collaboration with controversial Baptist pastor in Georgia and the state's reported winner of one of the United States' Senate races that took place there this week. Cardinal Wilton Gregory and Raphael Warnock have a history of collaborating and praising one another for environmental activism and community service. In 2015, when Gregory was Archbishop of Atlanta, Warnock backed the prelate's social media campaign in response to Pope Francis' encyclical Laudato Si. Okay, the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Atlanta introduces our, our campaign, which encourages Pope Francis' message and engages our community to look, to look at new and exciting ways we can care for our common home. Uh, reads an, uh, an explanation uh, on the Archdiocese webpage during this campaign, we will highlight and focus on different aspects of our home and life, which will include themes such as recycling, conservation, family, and faith. Gregory discussed the collaboration in the Archdiocese newspaper, the Georgia Bulletin. Reverend Dr. Raphael 
Raphael G. Warnock of Ebenezer Baptist Church and Reverend Dr. Gerald Durley, a board member of the National Interfaith Power and Light, have both strongly endorsed the response plan of the Archdiocese of Atlanta, he wrote. Both of these pastors see that this letter is not one that belongs exclusively to the Catholic Church, but a letter uh, written to all people of goodwill of every faith and those who might profess no particular religious faith. Like other historically significant letters, this one tells us a lot about our past and our future. Pope Francis' letter details the consequences of an expo- uh, exploitation of our planet. Gregory continued, especially those that impact the lives of the poor. We too frequently have no voice in controlling the uh, actions of the of the powerful and the rich in determining how the resources of this one globe are used and shared. In 2013, Catholic Archdiocese Atlanta awarded Warnock with his 2013 Archbishop Donahue Award, which recognized the acts of charity, compassion, other contributions that have significantly impacted individual families and children living in Atlanta and North Georgia. Okay, so... Uh, I want to thank Catholic Treasure for this award. I'm humbled and honored, said Warnock at the time. Warnock then praised Catholic Church for its excellent work and expressed gratitude for the Catholic Church's leadership in, in, in the community. Archbishop Gregory makes us all proud, he continued. Now, here's a part here. This is Warnock's uh, involvement in the in, with law enforcement. In 2002, Warnock was arrested for obstructing a police investigation in child abuse at a camp where he worked in Baltimore. The victim of the abuse was Anthony Washington, who is now 33 years old, but was 12 at the time. He recently came forward with uh, with his story about the counselors who threw urine on him and looked locked him up outside overnight. I don't think anybody like Warnock should be running for a damn Senate, nowhere running, running a damn camp, he said. He should not be running for government. In 2014, Warnock was arrested at, at the Georgia Senate Capitol, where he uh, led a site in uh, sit-in protest to, to pressure law, lawmakers to expand Medicaid of, uh, offered by Obamacare. In March, his ex-wife, Ole Nodia, Nodia, called the police to report Warnock ran over her foot with this with his car. Okay, hold on here. Let me see. Here's the clip. And a police officer, her estranged husband, ran over her foot during a heated argument back in March while he was trying to leave with her young children in the back seat. All right, so you walked over. So I'm like, move, and she won't move, and she's keeping the door open. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Chloe, just stay in the car. And I move, and I close the, my car door, get in the car, and I s- start to move slightly, thinking she's here. Clear. She yeah, I'm thinking she's clear, and I barely move. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she's screaming that I ran over her foot. I don't believe it. But I don't. Warnock, the senior pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, was not charged in the incident. Hospital first responders say his wife was able to wiggle her toes and there was no redness, bruising, or broken, broken bones. But Ule had more to say about Warnock's character. This man's running for the United States Senate, and all he cares about right now is his reputation. I work at the mayor's office, and this is a big problem. 
I've been trying to be very quiet about the way that he is for the sake of my kids and his reputation. I've tried to keep the way that he acts under wraps for a long time, and today he crossed the line. So that is what is going on here, and he's a great actor. He is phenomenal at putting on a really good show. All right, that's it. So, in March, his ex-wife, Ole Nodier, called the police to report Warnock ran over her foot with the car. And in tears, she described the incident, as we just heard, to an officer. When she was more ex composed, she explained, I've tried to keep this, try to keep the way that he acts under wraps for a long time. And today he crossed the line so that this is what's going on here. And he's, he's a great actor and he's phenomenal and putting on a really good show. Ah. Now we got we we got a little we got we get a little bit more on the man. Prior to the election, November one commentator said Warnock is a phony, a liar, and a Jew hater, a white hater, a man messed with, who messed with his wife, a man who who a man would chant Amen to those who'd curse America. Gregory Biden and Holy Communion. Gregory was named cardinal in December. Asked if he would deny Holy Communion to Joe Biden a self-identified Catholic who promotes abortion, same-sex marriage, and a host of positions at odds with the church teaching. The Cardinal said, I want to begin a relationship with him that allows us to have a serious conversation, knowing full well that there are issues that he and I will be d dramatically opposed to, but hopefully also being able to capitalize on issues that we can advance together. Oh boy, as usual, politics as usual, and the Lord gets swept under the rug. I don't want to go to the table with a gun on the table first, he added. Gregory continued, I've said already, the church lives within society. We don't float above society. We're immersed in the world in which we try to serve. So one of the things that I would hope is that I could foster a spirit of, of, of encounter. The Holy Father, Pope Francis, loves to use that word. And I think with a good reason, we have to encounter people. And encounter means not just talking to them, but also listening to them and trying to understand the world in which they live, as usual. Warnock, along with John Assoff, will, will fill, fill the remaining two Senate seats that form 50 to 50 parties split with Kamala Harris as a tie-in breaker. Some critics are concerned with Gregory's relationship with Warnock and desire to foster a spirit of encounter with Biden suggests that the Catholic Cardinal in the state capital will offer a little resistance to an onslaught of anti-Catholic policies. As usual, there you go. And then that's the problem there. As usual, it's going to be encounter, dialogue, understanding, and listening. And Jesus, just take a back seat, our Lord. And we're going to give you to Joe Biden. We're going to give holy sacraments. So, Lord, keep quiet and just play along so we can get along. And that's how it's going to be. The Lord is being held hostage by these, by these phony men. Unbelievable. They don't. They just, they want to get in the world, mix in the world, but they don't want to understand the church can't be like this. They keep undermining the faith. And I think it's because they have a secular humanist look at Catholicism. They don't believe in the supernatural. They don't believe in the real presence. They don't believe 
in in miracles. They don't believe in the theology. They everything to them is secular humanist. And and this is this is the price we pay. Alright, so I have one more article. Alright, so this other article now is Pope Bash's Capital Siege and Vaccine Agnostics. Or not uh you know, people who are very unsure about it. By Jules Gomes, Church Militia, January eleventh, twenty twenty one. Okay, Vatican City. Raging against Capitol Hill rally protesters and COVID-19 vaccine skeptics, Pope Francis announces he will take the abortion-tainted Pfizer jab when the vac- when the Vatican rolls out uh, in, in the Vatican when it rolls out this week. So the Pope is saying he's going to take the vaccine with tainted uh, aborted fetuses uh, cells in it. In an interview aired Sunday evening, an Italian te- uh, on the Italian Italian television network called TGF, Francis said uh, about doubting Thomases who refused to take the vaccine uh, when it when it was safe uh, safe and uh, safe. Uh, he says they possess suicidal uh, denialism. <laughs> Ethically, everyone should receive the vaccine, the Pope said, insisted in the wide-ranging Channel 5 interview with journalist Fabio Marchis Regona, which covered the Wuhan crisis, the vaccine, the Capitol Hill siege, abortion, and politics. The Pope says it is an ethical option because you risk your health, your life, but you also risk the lives of others. Francis continued, contrary to world-renowned uh, Francis, uh, he opposed uh, contrary to world-renowned uh, virologists and immunologists who have warned that the vaccine may have serious and unknown health consequences. It is time to think about the we and erase for a period of time the I, putting it in brackets. He emphasized. Either we are all saved together or no one is saved. Hmm. I don't know about this. The pontiff will receive the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, uh, which uses the HEC, uh, the HEK-293 human embryo kidney cell line from a 1972 abortion in conformity testing to conform that the me- the messenger RNA was properly coding for the spike protein of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Addressing the Wednesday Capitol Hill siege following the rally addressed by President Donald Trump, the pontiff insisted that the violence must always be condemned regardless of those who prepare it. Who perpetrate it. Violence is always like this, isn't it? The Pope asked. No, no people can become boast of never having had a single day or case of violence. It happens in history. But we must understand well so as not to repeat but learn from history. However, even mature societies can have flaws and there are often people who take a path against the community, against democracy, and against the common good, he added. The violence, said Francis, come 
came as a surprise to him. I was amazed because they are a people who are so disciplined in democracy. These irregular groups that are not well integrated in society sooner or later will create these situations of violence, the Pope explained. Stressing that the pandemic had intensified the throwaway culture affecting the weakest members of a society, including the poor, the elderly, and the migrants. The Pope noted that abortion is not a religious, but a human problem. It is a pre-religious. It is a problem of human ethics. It is a problem that even an atheist must solve in his own way, Francis observed, asking. It is right it is a it is right to end a human life to is it right to end a human life to solve a problem any problem is it right to hire a human a hitman to solve a problem <laughs> pope francis did not condemn the savage marxist black lives matter violence which destabilized the entire cities in the united states for months with rioters targeting police replacing order with mob rule in portland Oregon alone, rioters laid siege to the federal courthouse and indulged in vandalism, looting, arson, and destruction for 47 days in a row from 29th of May until mid-July, according to the Department of Homeland Security. However, a church militant, uh, as church militant reported, Vatican media praised Black Lives Matter movement dictated to non violent civil disobedience through a protest against police violence directed at black persons as well as forms of ra all forms of racism the pope express expressed concern silent on black lives matter writing and vandalism it is targeting of full vulnerable and elderly people it is campaigned to defund the police and it is stated goals of disrupting the western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement we cannot tolerate or turn a blind eye to racism and ex exclusion in any form, and yet claim to defend the sacredness of every human life. At the same time, we have to recognize that the violence of recent nights is self-destructive and self-defeating, he said. In June 3, 2020, general audience, the pontiff made a phone call to to comment uh, on Bishop Mark Zitz of El Paso, Texas, after the prelate knelt with a fellow with a fellow clergy holding a BLM signs. The pontiff and the Vatican media critic were were criticized for failing to condemn or report the toppling of Saint Junipero Serra's statue in San Francisco, even though the Spanish Franciscan friar and missionary was canonized by Francis in 2015. Francis refused to condemn Black Lives Matter mobs vandalizing Catholic churches in California, Minnesota, New York, Kentucky, Texas, and Colorado, including St. Peter's Cathedral, in the Maronite Cathedral for the um, the um, the Patriarch of Our Lady of Lebanon and St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City, and the Cathedral Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Denver. Meanwhile, Francis claim, uh, claims about the safety of the Pfizer vaccine has been questioned by a number of scientists, including distinguished microbiologist Professor Shirk Bakhti, uh, who warns that the vaccine is dangerous and will send people to their doom. Dr. Bakhti, who, was public, who published over 300 articles in the fields of humanology, 
bacteriology, urology, and uh Parasitology, in which he has received numerous awards and and, and the Order of Merit of Rhineland Plantant uh, has co-authored his bestseller Corona, False Alarm, Facts and Figures with his scientist wife Karina Ries. The book has achieved the status of being the number one bestseller in the Amazon category of mi- microbiology and medicine and health and law. All right, so that ends this article here, but I want to play something. Oh, a lot of articles, huh? (laughs) Hold on. Okay, this is an interview. Let me see here. He's in, uh, this is about this, uh, an interview with, with Dr. Bakhti. As a German virologist and professor of microbiology, he is an Obwohl die Entwicklung eines Impfstoffes right. aus wissenschaftlicher Sicht bisher This mindestens vier, fünf Jahre in Anspruch. <laughs> okay, I'm going to end it there, though. All right, so it seems, let me just say this. Have you noticed the way the Pope's language and his dialogue, the way he's talking, he sounds like an activist. He doesn't sound like pope he uses um uh political activist terminologies he 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 sounds like an activist he sounds like a, a protester he sounds very political he doesn't sound in any way like someone who represents the gospel he doesn't represent the gospel in any way he he he's in many many of his 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 mode of speaking his he uses the trends and he he wants to be trendy he doesn't sound like a uh, theological he doesn't sound the way pope john paul would or or benedict and i know he's his own man and he, he you know he's he he he's he's jorge bogorio he's pope francis but he doesn't sound like someone who, want, who who represents Catholicism. He doesn't sound like a Catholic. He doesn't talk like a Catholic. He doesn't behave like a Catholic. He sounds like he's someone from the world. Like you hear like some college kid in a campus, the way the way he talks. He's alien to Catholicism. He doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't speak to me. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's so repulsive in his political, social activism. I I turn him off. He doesn't, he does not speak Christ. I don't hear Christ in his words. I don't hear Christ in. I don't see Christ in his mannerisms. I don't see Christ the way he walks. I don't see Christ the way when he looks at when he when I look at his face. I do not hear Jesus. I don't see the Holy Spirit around him. He's he's a stranger. I don't know who he is. I'm sorry. You know I've given him a chance for a number of years now. And 
he is a stranger to me. He's a stranger to me as the day he walked on that balcony. I tried to give him a chance. I tried to give him the opportunity. And each time he doesn't he doesn't reach out to me. I don't know who he is. <sighs> Sorry. I don't hear Christ in his words. I don't recognize Christ in him. And he doesn't seem to care. He doesn't seem to care. I I read an article by Pope Benedict. And Pope Benedict spoke I can hear Christ in his words. I can hear Christ in his quoting of scripture. I can hear Jesus. I can recognize Christ. I can recognize Jesus Christ in his in his in his in his in his theology, in his words, in his language. Even though he's been gone, he's been all out of the seat of uh he he's exited the seat of St. Peter. And he's now Pope Emeritus, Pope Benedict XVI. I still hear Jesus Christ talking to me through him. But not through Pope Francis. You compare these two men. They, yes, they are obviously very different men. But Francis is supposed to be my Pope. Why am I still struggling to hear him? To hear Jesus in him. All right. Well, let me end it here. We'll say in our Father, and we'll say it for Pope Francis and a Hail Mary in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God bless, and uh, we'll be back together again soon. Amen.